You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> oh my. Oh my. What is this? Is it a new Well Well episode? I, I For can't Christmas? believe it. I thought they were dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were wherever Jodie Comer went oh. when she's not on her Instagram. Another realm. <laughs> this is absolutely thrilling. It's just in time for the holiday season. And a happy new year. <laughs> so are they gonna call are they gonna call this a, another postseason stat fight? Oh no. This is the season three preseason snack. I've I thought I was gonna starve like Scarlett O'Hara. This guy's my witness. I'll, I'll never go hungry again. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm beside myself. I. Well, you know, some people were like, "What am I going to get for Christmas? Am I going to get a Apple Watch? Peace on Earth? A new Well Well episode? Yes, yes, a brand new episode. Snack episode. Snack bite. Snack from us to y'all. I know it's been eighty-four years, but we're finally back, you guys. Oh. You know, when I told Santa what I wanted for Christmas, I said, Santa, please, a Villeneuve kiss, um, a Villeneuve schmang, and a new episode from Wawa Villanelle, please. You know what? I got I got some coal, I got some clown makeup, but you know what I also got? I got my Villeneuve uh, high hopes in a season three episode. This is, I'm in love. I'm in love for a season three. Wawa I, listen, I'm putting all, all of it out there, you guys, for season three. You said clown makeup. Right now, what I have is a briefcase of clown makeup. It's a lot. I am prepared to apply several layers, including contouring. You're like, do clowns contour? This one does, because I don't give a fuck what happens in season three. I know what I'm wishing for, what I'm hoping for, and what I'm believing for. And until the very last episode of season three airs and the last minute plays, you guys can take my dreams. And I know there's some of you motherfuckers out there right now. We've seen the tweets. We're like, I don't know. I don't know. We're losing hope. We're losing hope. What about Villanelle? What if, what if Villanelle's dead? What if it's canceled? What if? And I say, fuck all that, you motherfuckers. Where is your face? So we're here to bring you, once again, in the Church of Killing Eve, some goddamn faith, some motherfucking common sense as we see it, because there's no reason to abandon hope. As we, especially since we're about to enter into, what, the year of 2020? The year of Eve on her knees Eve, Villanelle? oh my God! We have been campaigning for this, you hoes, Villanelle's hoes, all you hoes out there, especially the ones of you who took the button. We, you guys know we have been campaigning for this since spring. Was it spring? Well, well spring, whatever month spring. that was exactly. that we saw Eve drop to her knees and we had a, a full breakdown oh, on yes. display on record. It was like a three-hour episode of us yelling. So since then, the campaign, Eve on her knees for Villanelle 2020, no matter how we can get it, which way we can get it, we want it to happen, that's happening. It's time to start using the hashtag motherfucker. I mean, few of you and then us have used it sparingly in the past few months, but it's time to ramp it up. I'm saying put that hashtag in places that doesn't make sense. Because you guys, if you want to see something, you have to help the universe manifest it. Now, it's true. It's true. It's true. They probably shot most of the episode, but <laughs> retroactive energy never hurt nobody. Okay, nobody. 
And actually, we've been putting this energy into the universe since June or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. month. So we have a lot of time, a lot of toiling that we've done. Terrence literally walks around everywhere with his villainy tote. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Everywhere he goes, he's like, hashtag Eve on her knees for Villanelle 2020. So. Yep, it's in everybody's faces. They see it. They know the vibes. They know the vibes. They do know the vibes. <laughs> so we have been doing our due diligence. And even though half of you motherfuckers out there losing the faith, <laughs> we have had enough jaunt for the two of us. Yes. You know what? There will be some Gentleman Jack references. We can't help it. And if you don't watch Gentleman Jack, I mean, get your life right. But that's fine. You could be like, oh, I don't really know about period pieces, about the kettles. We'll just say you're missing out, that's all. On yeah, a shit ton it. of gay drama, that's all, that's all. But getting back to this ridiculous gay drama that we have on Killing Eve, my, my, my. The embargo <laughs> has been lifted. The embargo <laughs> has been lifted. Listen, <sighs> it's, been a, it's been a wild couple of three months. And we know that, like, way back in October, right after New York Comic Con, we kind of said that we would, like, be uploading an episode, and then things happened, and then complications, and then delays, and all kinds of stuff. And we are in December now, the end of December, posting. But, I mean, it's been a dramatic time for us. We've we've had... Uh, I don't want to use the phrase jaunty issues, but they, these issues already were pretty damn you have jaunty. started. You have I'm started with the crossover. I don't think you tried very hard. I don't think you tried very hard. It just slipped out of you. And for those of you listeners who are double listeners of this Killing Eve podcast and Gentleman Jack, blame yourselves because you're the ones who suggested that we bother watching Gentleman Jack. And um, the following obsession really is all your fault. Sure, sure, sure. Some owing to the fantastic thespians on that show and the writers and crew that worked on it. But still, 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 I think you listeners should blame yourselves as the first point of contact for what has happened to our lives over the past few months. And that's nothing short of obsession. And but since we were worry. already obsessing over one thing, it's a lot. To add yeah. And then, you know, secondly, if you don't want to just shoulder all the blame on yourself, I mean, you could sort of blame me. Um, <laughs> you could. I, no, you could totally yeah, blame me. As I already indicated on Twitter. <laughs> there's this, there things. Been things? But, you know, that's been <laughs> happening. Um, I'm, I'm, there's some tribulations and things. Things we work through. Work things. I, I don't want to call them other things. I don't know. Imagine finding... Nope, I'm not even going to do it. Nope, I'm not doing that. Just just things that are being worked through. And we hope that um we'll come out of the other side of them uh, smelling like roses. That's the hope. <laughs> that is the hope. I feel like Tara's just worried a lot of people and myself. Too. I'm like, what are you talking about, sir? Just, What's you know, on? just things. Um, had a... You know, death in the family, dealing with people who are sick, and um, someone asking, where is this relationship going? Which Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. So, don't we have enough of your <laughs> grubble drama on the Gentleman Jack crack podcast? It's just, but. yeah, it's just things. I feel neglected. And I feel bad because I want to be there. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> This is not me laughing <laughs> at you wanting to be there or the person who is being left, but just me laughing inappropriately as I always do. You know, then I get a little bit tired listening to the sounds of my tears. I just do. First off, I think we should um, have a bit of a celebration because, oh yeah, some of the most wonderful news that we got this fall. We're winners! 
years, bitch. Oh yeah. Who the thunk? Us. I don't know. Us. Us. <laughs> us. Since the, the airing of all the episodes, but especially episode three, we were like, this bitch Jody is gonna get an Emmy, and it's what she deserves, and it's what we deserve as fans, I and it's agree. what the crew deserves. It's what everyone attached to Killing Eve deserves. And by golly, Jodie Comer got herself an Emmy, you guys. She sure did. Ow, 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 ow. Don't mind me. I'm, I'm uh, sipping some, what do we call this? this it's is- champy. I like it. I like it. We should get some champy in honor of Jodie Comer's award-winning performance as Villanelle. And yes, technically, she won those goddamn awards last year. Or was that was that technically this year? The BAFTAs. Uh, the BAFTAs. I feel like they were maybe this early year. this year. They were yeah. early this year. Whatever. The point is now she's a winner in America with us, and we're so fucking glad. And I just want to say right now, like I've been saying, Sandra O's year is next year. Okay. I would love for Sandra watch O's watch year. me be corrected in this prediction. No, I'm watch also trying to episode put out seven to be where they pull the the you submission. You say episode seven. I say episode five, bitch, and I Ooh. will be giving. A jaunty TED talk this episode <laughs> about why I am campaigning for Sandra O's season three Emmy for Killing Eve for season three, episode five. It has been written, and I would guess by now it has been fucking shot. What do you think? <sighs> has it been shot? I mean, halfway through the season? Shot? Or maybe they're in process. Pieces? Yeah, I'll say pieces of episode five are definitely shot. It's Where what are we? we deserve. Early October. It's what it's we almost deserve. done. Episode five is almost done. Yes. The Emmys played us by not giving the lovely Fiona Shaw an Emmy. They need to fix themselves. But, you know, they have next year. Next year, they got to go against Reese and Meryl. Bitch, shut <laughs> the fuck I'm just letting up. you know that this could be a stack. Don't you hear the disco music? You're right. It's just, we got an Emmy music. But I'm already saying it to you right now. That Emmy is Sandra O's to lose. I would put money on it. Okay? And yes, I could be out here looking like a whole ass fool, a whole ass clown next year. But until that happens, I'm sticking with this. I'm betting on Sandra O because I will always bet on Sandra O. So, uh, yeah. Run tell that. I love that commercial she put out. The Canadian commercial. Okay, where's her Emmy for that? Actually, that I'm already... Great. See, this was this is what's fucked up. is because I saw that and I was like, God, Sandra O is just so fucking talented. Flexing. She's so fucking funny. Also, we memorized that handshake just in case we see Sandra O in the streets. So we can be like, girl, um... Can we, can we, we do the thing? I know. Exactly. Can we do the thing? Can we make this clingy thing? We'll just add something else, like a symbol for the strap. No. She's like, girl, what? I'm, like, I'm just kidding, Sandra. Oh, I'm kidding. But no, she was great. I, I, it's gone. It's, well, it's... You know what's also gone? Your champagne, bitch. What uh, yeah. the fuck? I will, I will try to pace myself. I Whatever. Don't. That's a lie. <laughs> Everyone listening right now, don't listen to this hoe. He is lying. Hashtag that bitch lying, Your Honor. Uh, the, our lovely ladies look to be in the throes of passion. Look at the slur. Catch the slur. With, Did you catch that slur? With one another. <laughs> um, they are taking turns being the top and the bottoms with each other. Clothing optional. Are we talking about passion moaning? Are we talking about villainy? Yes, we're talking about villainy and these extended gifts. I'm going through the- a crisis. I'm going through a crisis. And this crisis started on Tumblr ever so often. It just occurs to me, like, when I see some birds in the sky, I think about Alaska. And I'm like, God yes. damn it, Villanelle, you and that motherfucking gun. How? Yes. Why? Why? I mean, okay, I totally did go into this because it's still a fantasy that I, I need, that I would prefer to have a film before the show is done, which, please, can these bitches kill together and enjoy it. Please! It's gotta happen. It's gotta please, happen. God. You say it's gotta happen. I say it's gotta happen. 
but does it have to happen? Technically not. But our beloved Jody getting some well-deserved, much-deserved motherfucking accolades for her performance as Villanelle. Yes, I still remember flashing back to that moment where there was a Gwyneth Paltrow on the screen for some reason. <laughs> I was I was confused, but I wasn't. I can't with you. And I was like, uh, Gwyneth, why? I, she's gonna say a thing, but she needs to say one of these two names. These two names. One of these two names, or else I'm going to freak out. And you know, she reads off the names of everyone. And she says Sandra O. Oh. She says Jodie Coleman. I go, oh, it's gotta be one of them. It's gotta be one of my ladies. And then she opens the envelope. She said Jodie Comer, and I, I almost got kicked out of work. <laughs> yes, yes, I was at the studio, so I can't be kicked out of the place, but I was raising a ruckus. I was in my, uh, well, 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 well. Yes, let us relive Jodie Comer winning her Emmy in her lovely speech that she gave. And those faces, those priceless fucking faces. And the cheek cup! You know what? Let's go bit by bit. Let's let me not get out of control. The Emmy for lead actress drama goes to Jodie Comer! I knew it! She's had the ticket! Look at Phoebe, she's like... And Fiona Shaw like, bitch, bitch, that's you! That's your name! That's your name, bitch! It's like, oh my god, the cheek the the cup! The cheek cup! Excuse me. Pause this fucking playback. Let's talk about it. And can we talk about it? Do you still think about it? These hosts channeling all the content we need. Because it's like, we were denied some motherfucking content. The end of season two, some content we wanted. Forced of Dean, forced of Dean. The truth is out there. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for the truth. Um, okay, Sandra O, Jodie Comer, thanks. Thanks for that because we already were beyond excited to see Jodie win because we've been saying and campaigning for her recognition for her incredible performance. And I mean, y'all were here live and in color when we were reviewing those episodes. One, two, three. When we went to Amsterdam, we were like, give her the Emmy now. Give her the Emmy right now. That scene she did in the mirror, the Emmy's hers. And certainly that's exactly what happened. But we did not know that on the way to the stage, as Sandra O said, looking like, oh my God, that was something she did it. And then we get the cheek cup. We get Jody in fucking shock, which is right. perfect. Where she's like, it's me. Hold up, what? My parents aren't even here. It's right. me. And it's think, me. I think no. she was telling Sandra that, oh my, my folks, they're not, they're not here. And no, she. <laughs> and Sandra's like, don't, don't worry about it. She told just, her parents, she was just, like, nah, it's chill. It's not, this is not my year. Some other bitch year. She probably thought it was Amelia Clark's year, like so many of her fans did. But did. it wasn't. And this is no shade to Amelia Clark because look at we got motherfucking two Daenerys's in the studio. We love a bad bitch. But um, in the season finale or the final season, those motherfucking dudes did not write a bad bitch. In fact, they pit the bitches against each other, which is so tired and lame. And meanwhile, our Jody had some of the best content, if not the best content, written for a lady, fictionally, um, by another lady. By another uh, lady. Who in the season. So... Hey, man, we know there was some drama going on online and shit about the, the Emmys and whatnot. We couldn't be bothered with the fray. But you know, Jody deserves this shit. We, we respect and understand that the 
Luke Jennings is like the originator of the source material, but when you can reimagine and uh, what? Oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay, you're giving. I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? No, yes, he is the originator of the source of the source material, and that is fucking fantastic. Thank you for creating these these archetypes. But I mean, I mean. If if we did not have the glorious Phoebe Waller Bridge and her Never vulgar and, right, all of them completely, I don't know, perfect. I mean, nothing's perfect, but it is pretty outstanding. Right. Her dark comedy take with vulgarity in the way she writes as a woman for a woman. So I mean, hey, if there was a bunch of Phoebe Waller Bridges out there, maybe Netflix would be handing out twenty million dollars to a whole bunch of house. But that's not what they're doing. Oh, oh hello. Um, was not expecting to get up with a horse voice. There were Americans everywhere going, Who's Jodie Comer? Oh not no more. I cannot believe I'm in a, a category uh, alongside these women, one of them who is my co star, Sally Safe to say, Sandra, Sandra that this colony of journey has been Sandra out here blowing kisses. And I feel so lucky to have shared the whole experience with you. That's right. Um, oh, God, I want to thank uh, BBC America. AMC, Damon Thomas, who is one of our directors, he's done six Damon Thomas, shout out again by another thespian. And that guy encourages me to take risks and above all have fun and... And ignore the male gaze. that is what Villanelle is about and I, I cannot thank you enough. <laughs> my <laughs> lovely agents for the constant support, this is crazy. And, um, oh, yeah, she's so much too! She's so shocked! She's Mom so and humble! Mom Liverpool. Liverpool. I'm talking, I'm like, shut up! Jody's talking. Let me stop. Let me go back. She did fuck her parents up crazy. And um, my mum and dad were in Liverpool, who I didn't invite because I didn't think this was going to be my time. Girl. I don't know why. Didn't you see what you did in Amsterdam? I'm I'm sorry to you. I love you. I'm going to bring it home. Thank you very much. And take it on a pub crawl. (laughs) Right? Oh, Phoebe, Phoebe looks glorious. so proud. She's like, look at, just look. Right, I'm just a mama. Look. look at my little babies. I mean, she, technically she got her own baby Emmys because yeah, but, Phoebe Waller-Bridge left with three. She right, was one of the most awarded about, um, people that night. Giving Fleabag a break. So does that mean you're going to come home to Killing Eve? That's and just because Phoebe Waller-Bridge, that's probably expecting too much of Phoebe. Now, mind you, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I'm just saying that she's one of the hottest writers in the business yeah. and that's on both sides of the pond over there for the Brits who have been hip to her shit since she initially performed Fleabag in 2014 and of course now in America where she has plenty of fans for Fleabag and the Hot Priest and all this stuff so I don't know that realistically given what's on her schedule for James Bond and other stuff and the fact that she got a, a look from Amazon a 20 million they say 20 million a year deal she fucking signed um to produce shit and like you know be a mogul and whatnot so i don't think she has the time and quite frankly i kind of like creatives who don't stick around for shit to get stale right. like she's like i built a strong foundation here i'm always here for you to source if you're just like am i staying on the general path that we are laying out for these characters you know allowing for the writers who come on to add their own bit of nuance and style but i'm sure the overall trajectory phoebe has is sort of like there because we know that emerald was checking in with phoebe with different things and stuff so i just i i don't mind that i just love that there's room and space and that these characters exist as someone has the pen and the creative bonus to be able to do a young know. spry let me put this out there people bridge i don't know what you're gonna be making over there for amazon okay i'm just saying if you need someone to pull your cables and just listen to your pervy jokes to be like i don't know that was not pervy enough like you could you could contact us i'm just saying i won't complain I find, once. I, look 
It doesn't matter what I'm doing that day. <laughs> if I get a DM, oh, just want to come over here and just hold that light. Yeah, sure. bitch, yep. I'm going to be over there. Yep. I'm gonna be, it's like how I wanted to be on the set of Maleficent, just because it's got two of my faves on there, and I'm, I feel a way. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> sure is. Oh, is that Angelina Jolie? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Woo! Anyways, off topic. Just staring the face and looking. I just, I mean. <laughs> woo! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, yeah, guys. We are really, really, really happy to have, what's the word? Vindication? I mean. From what we were screaming about? Well, yeah. No, because it was like we, this was the train we were on. And we could have been wearing clown makeup saying that the world was wrong. But that was not our fate. The that wasn't our fate. stars aligned. That wasn't our fate. The, the retrovades got themselves in order and was like, you know they what? They sure did. Candace and Terrence are right. Mm-hmm. Let's just mm-hmm. give them what they asked. Okay, hold up. Quick, 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 quick hot take because this is what I'm on. And I feel like I've been on this since summertime. Oh, okay. I'm starting my season three campaign for Sandra O's Emmy. I have long maintained that if the trajectory of the show follows even closely to what I assume it could, would, should do, that Sandra O's fucking Emmy nomination and win is coming next year. And yeah, 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 Candace. Okay, Candace. There's a lot of bitches on TV doing a lot of amazing things. And I would agree. And, you know... (laughs) Like I say, Gentleman Jack, they in a category two. I'm just simply saying, if the writers bring forth even a third of what I think Dark Eve could serve with Sandra O's oh's incredible fucking Eve. range, season three is her year. Which, by the by, it wasn't a coincidence that when they were showing the scenes in the Emmys for, for, the, for the actors, they showed a scene from the finale where both Jody and Sandra O. Oh, and I was like, yo... When have your faves ever? I mean, I know, I know there are faves out there doing other great stuff, but I'm just like, when have your faves ever been featured in the Emmy thing with the same exact scene? Like, being I used? would have loved had this been, I don't know, 20 years ago. It would be me seeing best lead actress, and I'm looking at Renee O'Connor, and I'm looking at. Always with your Xena times. Just, Look, just, just. It would have been great. It would have been. Great is all I'm saying. I don't disagree. (laughs) It would have been great. So the crux of my Dark Eve and why I say that my campaign for Sandra O's season three Emmy for Killing Eve begins. And ultimately it began at the end of the the season. season, Because I did feel then, as we talked about a little bit, that while both actresses gave incredibly strong performances in the season, the nature of what Eve was up to and that she was sort of trending in an opposite way than what she was in season one, which was she's subdued. She's becoming tempered. She's sort of like going into this dark place where she's not as emotive or sensitive or caring outwardly as she appeared to be in season one. That I, I think that's very important for the story, where we're going in the development. But as it relates to how people perceive performances, bigger, louder performances are sometimes or usually perceived as like, oh, is that the, is that the more something? And I think it actually... And takes an incredible amount of talent, if not more, to play nuance, where you're not being big and bold and whatever, but it's subtle. And so that's where Sandra O oh was with Eve Palacio this season. And I really feel, because of my Dark Eve obsession and theory, that it will be the opposite. That you motherfuckers will be like, Candace, you're right. Eve, Eve is getting the Emmy. Sandra O oh is getting the Emmy because I think it's going to be... It's going to be Eve's rise. And I will get into that in my musings. I won't scream right now, but I will scream 
for Dark Eve. And motherfuckers, if y'all say Candace, you all the way live with the clown makeup. Whatever, bitch. I'm, that's what I'm gonna be. This, this is me for season three. Let's get used to it. Let's get comfortable. Candace will be ridiculous. And shooting for the stars. Shooting for the stars of what I want our girls to experience, go through, accomplish oh, next season. Me. Yeah, and I am advocating for that because I fully support and stand this uh, concept of great writing for great actresses yeah, yes. to uh, then be showered with the praise that they have so deserved because they're going to put the work in. So, yes, give me, give me all of yes. That. I mean, we talked about how that shot was in the... A very special place, the place that Villanelle was stabbed. It seemed symbolic. And we've seen a few statements from people involved in the show that seems to confirm that the symbolic shot was there. And so I do feel like we will have a scene eventually of Eve looking in the mirror or something. Remember remember Villanelle in the tub? Remember Villanelle in the tub? I'm just saying, y'all, just look. If that happens, if that goes down, and I feel at this point in time with my clown makeup, 99.997% likely that we will get a scene of Eve fondling that goddamn bullet hole and thinking some thoughts. And please, Lord, don't let her hop on a dick. Like, if she hops on something, let it be plastic. Can that happen? Can Eve visit a sex shop? Can Eve discover her own hands? That too. But Eve is is a tomcat. She might need a battery. You know how she, I mean. Well, yeah. (laughs) I I mean. I just don't know what she'll be envisioning in her mind that she might need superfluous. She'll just have to play back everything she remembered hearing in the bug sex. I'm sure with their equipment. That's why Carol's like, no. She's memorized We we have the equipment. Oh my God. Carol has the bug sex. Yeah, Sorry. so I was screaming about that on Tumblr <laughs> randomly because I was like, how how does Carolyn not have the bug sex? And what does Carolyn do with the bug sex? Carolyn mm-hmm. has listened to the bug sex. So I either want Carolyn to drop something shady like in this time, like, okay, perfect. When Villanelle kidnaps her ass. That's a I, can we? Okay, Susan, 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 please, Susan. I got it, Susan. <laughs> I'm sorry, we both got it. Susan, Susan, please. Please, um, should you come across this podcast just in between? Uh, please, can we please get a throwaway line? Could we get that? Like, is it? That's not. That's not a big deal, is it, Terrence? I mean, that's not, no, that's not huge. right. And then you know, people wonder about what the throwaway line could be referencing. Like, you know, that's a nice strap you got there. Not as big what? as mine, <laughs> but <laughs> not as big as mine. But wait, you know, I've already had my side fantasy about what Villanelle could have been saying because it's intriguing to me that. Villanelle does not know what Eve's reaction was, but she felt like she knew Eve so well that the idea of what she thought Eve was reacting like was probably turning her on at the same time that she was saying whatever to turn Eve on. So that being said, I would like to know, like I said, we've theorized, like, what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? That look on Eve's face, it looked pretty good, pretty jaunty. So I just want a throwaway line from Carolyn. Carolyn's petty ass. When Villanelle got a gun on her, just to say something, just please, Susan, if you don't have the line, just call Phoebe. Just call Phoebe and be like, Phoebe, help me with this line. And just just a line, just one to two lines that indicates Carolyn heard the bug sex and she has some fucking, some smoke for Villanelle. To put Villanelle on pause for a second, like, oh, you heard, oh, you, oh, you were listening. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, you are the big boss. <laughs> you know everything. And Carolyn could be like, oh, I do know everything. I have ears everywhere. Then I would be like, <laughs> you dirty girl. <laughs> right. That's what I would say. Right. I would be like, well, I mean, how much were you listening for Intel and for yourself, Miss Martins? But knowing Carolyn, she'd be like, both, bitch. I said, uh-huh. That's what bosses do. Right. 
And you know, one of my favorite things that Jody said about just like the show. <laughs> to wear and men. And Sandra and Phoebe. And there's so many incredible women and men who are part of this show. But as a young woman um, within this industry, to, to well, be girl, to be surrounded women by women incredible. in general is incredible, especially when they're super talented and intelligent and everything like Fiona Shaw or Phoebe Waller-Bridge for season one or Emerald Fresnel or Miss Baptiste. Come back, baby, come back. I mean, if I walked into a room and I'm doing a script read and I'm looking across the room and it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge with the script and it's it's everyone that I've ever thought of. It's Sandra O to my right. It's (laughs) everyone. Like, I would be in I would be in some different plane of existence. All women's, all ladies, and we're all doing the read together. It's true. It's true. You can't leave out Elena because well, we can't. We can't. No, we just watched the episode her today. And no. Her skin stay glowing and popping. Yeah. I swear, if y'all haven't checked out her on that show Why on CBS, it's over. Why woman kill? She's amazing not only is she having a kind of a sapphic situation with a throuple that goes down that show and so that could be annoying depending on the viewer but not if you like um miss baptiste how well baptiste she is fantastic she is in a like a starring role and we're just so happy to see her continue to flex post her amazing debut and sure not her acting debut but like to most to a lot of the world right on killing eve and that they haven't been able to book that bitch since because she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like My six calendar, people want me to work on their right. thing at the same time. I'm so in demand. But maybe after that second movie I finished filming, I may have a chance to run into a, like, quick, Elena, a quick cameo. We need somebody to read Eve to Filth accurately because, I mean, Jess does it, but not with any fun on the side. And Hugo's just a dick and I'm convinced dead. I hope dead. I hope never to return Hugo. So, yeah, yeah. If I had to get a guest star coming back here, who was once here before, it's Elena or Julia for obvious reasons, Carolyn's rotation, but touch I'm on, on that later. That. And really random, um, I kind of want a Phoebe Waller-Bridge to sort of, you know, do sort of like the Tyler Perry thing as far as investing all of her incoming profits to then have a studio space where she can inspire lots of female creatives, music composers, and directors, then churn out mm. all of these Sounds movies. Like a misandry school. I, uh, or was, maybe that's just me projecting. I, but no, no, no I, I think you I are like on it. the money. Yep. Like any um, institute or program or thing that can help foster the creative talents of women who otherwise would not be receiving said opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. Because every time I see a dude, a whack ass dude who directed one commercial and half a shitty music video, get a look to do a movie. I'm like, where are the bitches, though? Where are the bitches? Anyway, let's not go off into one of my many side misandry rants. Instead, let's, let's give a round of applause. One more time for Jodie Comer and all that she's accomplished this year. Yes, Jodie. Jodie, you well deserve done. everything. You deserve the world. And even though you're hiding from everyone on Instagram and Twitter, we still love you. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we came out of hiding just to do this episode. But once we're done, we may go right back into hiding with, with Jodie. Jody. <laughs> and, and not tell any of you where, anything about it. Where we're going to be. It's true. We know a lot of you have sent some pretty lively Questions, queries. <laughs> she may, Where the fuck are she y'all? may or may not have been in New York for Halloween. We're I not saw, allowed to divulge. Oh, We're not. And they're like, bitch, <laughs> divulge or not, we know. So, I mean, the the most um, dedicated of Jody and Killing You fans, 
already know the bitch was in New York, but yeah. Just, I think it was yesterday I saw there was a old, an older notification of someone like, all right, it's not funny anymore. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> we weren't trying to be funny. It's just like shit really started compounding on top of each other. You guys only 24 hours in a day. And that's not enough hours, it would seem, it's for life. No, it's not. Pop, 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 pop. It's not the sound I was looking <laughs> Actually, this should be the response I use. We don't know. When people ask, why aren't you guys? Where's the episode? And then goes, where it doesn't even make sense. We don't know. Um, no answers. We are doing our best. All right, guys. So now that we've officially done this motherfucking intro and done some screaming, maybe like a 16th of the screaming we've done in total because we're so happy for Jody's Emmy win. Right. And we will be talking about our giveaway. Some of you guys know you've probably been waiting for this giveaway. A few of you have mentioned what's going on because we had some copies of that lovely, beautiful variety cover of Jody with her Emmy the Award. White dress. In the white dress. Like, yeah, let's level up, level up. And we got, like, initially we got, like, what, like, five? And we are like, let's give these away! And then we got, like, five more. So now we've got ten. Or maybe we should say nine or eight if we keep one for ourselves. But, yeah, we're going to be giving these shits away. And details about that coming at the end of the episode, along with some free guy merch that we got. Some little thingy things. Including a hoodie that's like, oh yeah, Emmy Award winner Jody Comer. That's the hoodie. <laughs> So I already have one. And perhaps one of you, lovely listeners, Villanelle's hoes, would like one too. But shall we move on to um, the correction segment? Yeah, let's do it. Correction segment. Let's do it. It's the correction segment. Wow, did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope that did. did I think we did. We? Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. All right, so this first correction of the very few corrections, uh, perhaps it's obvious and not obvious, but it's the Patreon thing that we mentioned. Because last time we we communed with you all in the Church of Killing Eve, we mentioned that we would be doing a Patreon to try to figure out our lives and do the streaming and watch parties and create some sort of access to us when we are especially jaunting through life and busy and not able to record or post with much frequency as we would like. And we totally have not launched that Patreon of yet. Well, it's more of the restrictions that Patreon is like placing on Are you about to, us. Are you about to blame Patreon, but uh, not us? I like that. That's fine. Let's go with Terrence's revisionist because, history. No, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, like we were trying to do one re even recently. It's really difficult to do stuff online now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sounding like a person who's never dealt with tech, which is absurd. But in these arenas, not the best, but we have recently figured out how to do it. We thought we could like try to have it under the same login or whatever as our gentleman Jack Crack. That can't happen. And so we've set up the whole new thing and the thing. And so that will be the thing. We'll have more to say on it soon, but it's going to be launching in 2020. January. And so we're going to be starting our watch parties, facilitating it majorly through the Patreon for those of you who are interested in going through seasons one and two and raging, screaming, squealing, freaking out up until the season three premiere. There's just enough episodes to really keep us locked in on that rewatch intensely up until the season three premiere. So reliving all the best moments, the O's that we had, the many O's, the gayest scenes that we've seen, our favorite moments. I mean, are you wearing it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's my laugh. It's obnoxious. Oh, that beautiful 180. 
Was <laughs> you hear Nico coming through the door? Oh no, 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 no! no, no. Oh, please, I'm going no. to find whatever it is you care about. I'm going to kill it because I'm a badass. <laughs> and Villanelle, like, sure, babe. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Wait, wait, wait! Don't. What's your code? Um, um one, two, <sighs> one, two. Three. Three. And then big tear. Bear, big tear. <laughs> big tear. Like, fuck. Four. 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 I know because I'm such a great spy. I know. So that is coming soon. We'll have tears and stuff, obviously, because that's what Patreon does. They have tears. We're going to have levels named like Howdy Partner or <laughs> someone to watch movies with for those of you who want to get real cozy. But yeah, keep a lookout for those announcements about when it's finally live on our social meds. AKA the instant Twitter, which admittedly has been dead, has been dead. We know this, but also you know us and we're sorry, but we will be picking up activity very soon. I can't wait. And I hope you can't wait either. Okay, so another correction looks like- It's like a fandom correction though. Well, yeah. Okay, so some, somewhere in the fandom grapevine, there was this notion that, um. That season three, series three of Killing Eve was the sunset of the saga and that it would be over after. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, Luke Jennings just said he's wrote, he written another book. So like <laughs> we, I mean, he's got to keep his paycheck going. He's like, listen, 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 we're not ending this cash cow until it's done. Look at all these gays that have filled my timeline. They want more content. So good for him. But I mean, we had already speculated privately and certainly in our initial recording. We were like, Killing Eve is doing too many great things in all the categories that matter from a business perspective, let alone a creative perspective for any executive associated with this show or channel broadcasting partner, whatever, to be like, you know what's done? Let me tell you what's done. Killing Eve. <laughs> you know what's done? Our highest rated show. You know what's done? The show that gets the most engagement. You know what's done? The show that gets the most amount of ad dollars. Hell no. And so we felt like we were initially going to scream then in October that you guys have have to turn down just a little bit because there's no way that's happening. But luckily, what was it? Midway into October, we were getting articles about Killing Eve being renewed for season, season four, four. And it was like, and not of course. even episode duh, one of season of three is out yet. It doesn't have to be. No, no, we don't. When you get consistent nominations every year, when you get them looks every year, and like I said, the ad dollars, it's not like other shows where it's like, oh, it's a critic darling, but no one's really watching it. People are watching Killing Eve and we already talked about the incredible growth in season one due to word of mouth and it seems those numbers have just continued this year with advertising and everything else AMC is very fucking happy BBC is ecstatic remember those millions of streams they said happened on BBC iPlayer some tens and tens of millions right. of streams so no Killing Eve definitely wasn't ever going to go anywhere and now we are proof positive that it's definitely not and we got four seasons coming in guys 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 I just want you to remember what the fuck I said some episodes ago early this year I don't fucking know but we were talking about how many fucking seasons did we see as a plausible number of seasons for Killing Eve. And what did I say then? I believe I said four to five. Four to fucking five. So right now, we're on the trajectory for what I have hoped for. And so, look, like I said, clown makeup fully on. I have no embarrassment about it because so far, so good. <laughs> and how I feel as about long it. As they keep up the non-agenda agenda of having female directors uh, on That's set agenda, for every agenda, episode. Right? I thought well, it was agenda. But agenda. I feel like they're casually passing it off as like, no, it's not really a big deal or good an mode. intention. It's more like, what know, we, we look I'm for sorry. People. You can't involve someone like a bitch like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and say all of this wonderful misandry and that? <laughs> showcasing of women is accidental. It's purely accidental. 
And when she comes up with her filming studio and it's Amen. gonna be the same. You know I'm for... gonna be there day number one to see James Bond to support both Phoebe Waller Bridge and LaShawna Lynch and LaShawna because Lynch, yes. I have to tell you, I have to be perfectly fucking honest. I have not seen a James Bond film in theater since, since Pierce, Pierce Brosnan was playing right, that motherfucker. Since he was playing that motherfucker and Halle Berry was in there with the ridiculous, like, jewels, that guy um, who had, like, diamonds in his face. <laughs> I don't know. But that was the last time. And I was really, really young then. So I haven't cared. I don't give a fuck. Nothing against Daniel Craig. I just literally don't give a solitary shit. You show me a bitch, though. Show me a bitch flexing with a weapon and you tell me that someone like Phoebe Waller-Bridge is responsible for writing her and I'm there, you fucking hoe. So look forward to that review. Excited to review that. Less excited to review Jody Comer's upcoming Free Guy. I'm sorry. We will get more into that later in our relations segment. But yeah, I just have to say that Phoebe's film looks a little bit more fun. See, now I'm thinking about the Die Another Day music video. And I'm I guess just, I'll die right. another day. And it's just, it's oh my God, great. that's Eve. Right. That's Eve. Right. I guess I'll die another day, Sigmund Freud. Right. Analyze this, <laughs> Villanelle. Yes. Villanelle's like analyzing your damn self. You see where I stabbed you? That's, it's like a wedding ring. We did it. We're now wives. Exactly. And it's like, well, how does it feel? Are we going to get scar play in series three? From Eve? Well, she has one. Villanelle yes. has one. Yes. Yes. Because yes. The, Eve has I'm planning it now. To touch Villanelle's scar. Or even. Why she, hasn't she touched? You know what? Questions <laughs> that answers. All right. Let me calm down before I get completely out of control. But yes. Okay. Great. And I think the last correction we had on here, which is another absurd one, was that was going around the time we were initially recording was that Villanelle was going to die because of Jodie Comer's die job. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was she had she had in one of the few few as fuck. What do we got like five postings a year now from Jodie Comer? She had a photo in the Emmy period and her highlights looked fresh, looked blonder than usual. People like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's. Villanelle's dead. Villanelle's fucking dead. Jodie Comer is shooting other stuff. She's done for the season. And I was just trying to find out people, 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 people. With how we've seen the structure of the show, how in the hell could you ever think that Jodie Comer wouldn't be present for every fucking episode? The show is her and Sandra Oh. That is the show. That is what it is. They get the consistent nominations. Like, it would be entirely absurd and nonsensical for her not to be there, particularly for the season finale. I don't know how you write a season finale of Killing Eve without Jodie Comer, but that's what people thought. And then it was like a week or so later, photos leaked from set with Jodie Comer holding a gun on Fiona Shaw with those blonde highlights. And it was like, okay. I mean, we, I feel like we've been new. Right. Clown makeup or not. Y'all were trying to ruffle up the. (laughs) <laughs> it's, you know what they stressed and I get yeah. it this is what happens when you don't get content like both of our faves don't exist on social media they said fuck social media fuck what you heard we're not gonna be posting and we already knew Sandra Oh doesn't post shit she's not in really the demographic of like kind of like what Regina King said where she's like bitch I don't know what to do on Twitter mm-hmm. like I get that Sandra O oh basically is like oh here's this one article here's this one piece of opinion once every quarter of the annual year and that's it and Jody was a bit more frequent earlier in the year and well um, there are theories, things why people think she's posting less. Definitely has a lot to do with probably the thirsty baby gays who. Yeah, they're a big, <laughs> big part of it. And then, you know, NDAs is a close second because, like. Also, she's shooting too. So yeah. she can't post any photos or anything that could give away anything about the season. So we get it. But we know people are starved for content. And then when you don't see your faves or anything, and of course, Fiona Shop, she don't go, she, she don't fucking Twitter. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, don't give a fuck about social media as far as I can tell. I don't even know. Is Elena, is a Baptiste 
on on Twitter or Instagram. I have no idea if she is. I've never seen anything. I mean, we know that Kenny is on Twitter and Tumblr. Well, not Tumblr, but he's Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's on Twitter. He's definitely on Insta. And the fact that he's so active on Insta now has people thinking that he's dead. I mean, that's your musing because you're one of those people who think Kenny is going he's down. strongly diminished in series two. Adios. You add these seven new prominent high paying actors to enter into to play on Killing Eve for series three. OK, but are so they, are give they them hackers, lines. though? Are they hackers, though? Sorry. You have to give them lines. You have to give them scenes. So uh, that means Kenny is... That's less scenes for for Hugo. You divide all Hugo's <laughs> annoying ass scenes from last season. And we got plenty of lines to divvy up to new bitches. Right, well, let's I hope. hope that. because That is what I'm hoping for. I, Cloud that, makeup, bitch. That's what I said. <laughs> this dance floor is getting a little crowded. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, if someone has to exit out, he might be one of them. So... Mm. So guys, yeah, that's the end of that correction. Um, Villanelle isn't dead. She just went to a motherfucking salon, probably because she knew she was going to see Eve after holding up Carolyn. Right. To be like, bitch, who, bitch, bitch, I have words for you post-Italy. What (laughs) happened in Rome? Like, you fucked up my whole shit. I just want you to know. So, yeah. If you a fly girl, get your nails done. Get a pedicure. Get get your your hair hair did. (laughs) And that's Villanelle. And what do we know Villanelle does when she's trying to nurse her broken heart and her fills? Shopping. Shopping. Add it to the bill. (laughs) You know, Raymond is still salty. He's he's paying uh, that off monthly. I don't think he gets enough money from the twelve to pay off whatever villain I uh, spent. Oh no, Mm-mm. it's definitely the cost of a small condo <laughs> that she bought <laughs> at that boutique. All right, so we are on to revelations. revelations. Yeah, Killing Eve revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. Revelation number one which should be motherfucking obvious from the corrections. Killing Eve is renewed for season four. House. So let us Fret not. sit and rejoice in the Fret goodness. not. In the Fret goodness not. that is Killing Eve. Let's rejoice in our blessings, our fortune, to have this extraordinary cast and crew around for yet another year of incredible clappers, incredible foley. Lots and lots of queer content. Oh my God, that foley. The baddest killer bitch on television right now. Fight me. If you have other opinions, but don't at me. So yes, that's what it is, and we are we are we are blessed and highly favored as Killing Eve fans. I'm just soaking it all in. I just it's like the the I knew it. It's like, but I've been I new. knew it. Like right, I've been, I've been new. new. I've been new. So it's just it just it's feels true. good. It's real. All right. So before we get into our Killing Eve specific revelations, I, why did my voice drop like that? I mean, I know maybe it's the booze um revelation about our ladies that being sandra O and jody comb out here making whole ads surely by this time if you are one of the fans following what happens online and stuff you've seen the respective ad campaigns that we're referring to but for miss camera it's and for sandra O, it's being awesome for the whole country of canada yes i'm talking about speaking in like fluent Louise? No. No, <laughs> no, no, French. French. Fluent French. Oh, wait. Okay, so wait. That's mm, let's let's roll back. So the fluent French, 
that clip had to do with Sandra O. Oh. It was circulating from one of these premiere situations having to do with Killing Eve. Oh, no, no, I know, but she and She also, was on the red carpet. The, in the first commercial for Air Canada, she's on the... Okay, attention. but we're talking about how Sandra O. Oh said the year 1994. I don't care what you're saying because, <laughs> yes, she spoke French in a commercial, but I got nothing to do with the way the gear rolled off her tongue in that clip, which we'll get to later, but... I, that's on my short list of things I want, just that probably potentially wouldn't make any sense, but they could, which is Eve saying something in French to Villanelle. I mean, fit it in, new showrunner. Fit it the fuck in. If they, no, no, series four is probably when we're going to get them speaking French. Fuck one another. You, you want bitch. them to speak French to one another in series three? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I do. I told you, I'm, I want all the things. Excuse me. What did I say at the start of this recording? I said I wanted all the things. I don't know why suddenly you're looking for restraint or logic where I'm concerned. No, no. <laughs> I want everything this season. And until I don't get all the things that I want, and then I could be like, oh, I guess I can have this worth in the fourth season. But no, yes, I want this stuff because like I already said, I've been oscillating back and forth. Anyone who saw my multiple Tumblr breakdowns, from a couple months ago knows that I was like, you know what? I just really want to kiss between Philanelle and Eve next season. And then after spending however many hours ruminating over that and then thinking about Dark Eve and then looking at the season finale again and Sandra Oh's incredible micro acting and same for Jodie Comer, I flipped all over and I was like, give me my schmang! Give me the schmang! <laughs> and it's, I understand that we have jumped several steps to what right, Candace wants, but kiss, also whatever. I'm, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's maybe, what I want. Maybe a kiss can come first, maybe, but also it can come a after. A kiss on the hand, maybe quite continental oh my god but diamonds are a girl's best friend ha that could be villanelle's energy she's like buy me gifts i've been buying you gifts this entire time the least you could do is buy me one gift but eve would be like i'm broke but john got no money i was fired from mi5 and mi6 and nico took everything in a divorce (laughs) i'm way too tickled by myself she stopped <laughs> Nico, he's either in jail or no, he's, he's in that, stuck. Yes. that storage place right. with a stinky demo. Oh, I would like to think somebody came into the unit and was like, oh, what's that? But then again, people be minding their That's own business. Horrid. So it's what possible a, that right. no one said anything. You, you got dead rats down here. Like, oh, man. That's disrespectful. But so, yeah, we started out talking about Loewe and tourism. So let us play a clip first from Jodie Comer's Tour de Force performance. <laughs> Oh, is this you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you giving her your yes. monologue? Is this uh <laughs> I got it. All right, here we go. It's called Either Way, directed by Ben Northover. I only think I could have made this more perfect if it was directed by a woman. That's all. Nueve. 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 Yeah, girl, fan yourself. Nueve. <laughs> Nueve. <laughs> With them sunglasses on. That was that was a bit of villanelle jaunt there. Terrence, I'm mad that you're miming and acting it out. <laughs> right, I'm not watching it. You were waiting for like but okay, so whatever. The ABCs of acting. Yeah, Jody Comer takes us through that with just one word and granted. I was not familiar with this brand. I was out here saying low, like the theater or the... I mean, it felt like it. 
home repair shop. Like, that's not Home Depot. And she's like, Lueve. So I think this commercial was great because if anything, by the time it was done, I was like, I don't know what these people selling. I don't know what goes on there, but I, I do know it. it's pronounced Lueve, even though it looks like it Love. should totally not be pronounced that way. Cool. Thanks, Jody. I'll figure out something to get from them, like a perfume or whatever, just because I feel like I need to support our girl Jody Comer by the same time. I guess that's why they book celebrities so that they can then inspire their fans to be like, oh, let me just pick that up. Up oh, that price tag, though. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. It's, if it's not a spectacular pair of boots, I don't know. Because that's where I can be completely, as you know, ridiculous, nonsensical. People have looked at the price of a pair of boots, especially my mother when I got like my first like really great, decent job. And my credit card bills were still going home and I just would make spontaneous leaps and decisions walking past the boutique and my mom would annoyingly open that credit card statement and be like, what is it? And I'd be like, okay, so thank you. Can I have that? This is none of your business what I'm buying. But yes, I, we don't know what they sell. But look, we just help promote for, for Jody. Because honestly, I did not look it up. I have to be honest with you. I don't know. Clothes? Probably um, a shoe somewhere. Maybe a pair of sunglasses. It could be high saying? fashion stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If y'all want us to give us a shit, and by y'all I mean Lueve, you can send us some free stuff or whatever. Otherwise, don't expect us to give the fucking rundown on what the fuck y'all doing. That isn't directly related to Miss Jody Coma. So motherfucking check that out. If you haven't, we will link it in the show notes, although you've probably seen it because we have seen a number of memes appear. From the Lueve, when we did see her at New York Comic Con in October, we did scream we Lueve. We screamed Lueve. We did. We just feel like it's now the insider joke amongst Jody and her fans whether she's aware of it or not <laughs> and that will be our continued energy until it's not or until she gets a new ad campaign yes right and she's doing something whatever else. that is right exactly all right now let us play Sandra O's I mean we already know Sandra O is a fucking bomb ass comedian like she is funny as fuck she's been funny oh, yes. her entire career and there's no exception in these ads she's done for Air Canada Okay, so first let us play this lovely, lovely, lovely clip of Sandra O oh speaking at, I don't know what she was speaking at, something to do with the Associated Press, right? Talking about Killing Eve, obviously. She could just keep talking to me just like that. Just like that, Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> okay. I love how she's directing everyone how to take the fucking photo for Jody. Très important. Tu sais, je, je réfléchis. Euh, J'étais ici pour ma première fois en 1994 à right FIFA avec une film de CBC called uh, The Diary of Evelyn Now. Et après ça, c'est comme quoi, 24 ans. Je suis ici encore à la Cannes Series et uh, avec uh, Killing Eve. C'était vraiment. Je réfléchis. C'était. Uh, C'était. I love how we're both just mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. By Sandra. Thanks. Thanks for that. So. Look, listen now. I don't know. Look, Eve is American. Hey, come sure. On but, but, Eve could have studied French. I just, I'm, I'm stuttering. I can't even make sense. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I want Eve. I want Eve to say something in French to Villanelle. Please, God, let That's, it happen. Or just like, over. just let Villanelle hear it. Villanelle's done. Uh, Villanelle's petticoats will be destroyed. I know. She will be like, what? We already know Villanelle. Like, we already have our theories. Like, people are like, oh, Villanelle, Villanelle, Villanelle. She's so tough and shit. But we, our theory is that as soon as Villanelle, if she can, if Eve decides to break her off a little something, she's done. Yep. She's in a puddle. She might even cry. She's, she's like one of those, one of those queers that's like, I've gotten a queer and I'm, there's a tear coming right, down my exactly. eye because I'm so emotionally affected by finally having this thing. And so I don't think that Villanelle can handle it. 
With all the surveillance that she's ever needed to do or have done around Eve Palastri, Eve has only been in her sights speaking English. So she's been very careful mm-hmm. to only speak mm-hmm. English mm-hmm. in front of Eve Palastri. Now, we know that Villanelle has a tongue that is delivered, that knows levels and tears of languages, living and dead, because I'm pretty sure she understood what the Peel siblings were doing. Villanelle is a pro. And except for, um, you know, episode one where Sandra was like, no, you know, I don't really know much of this. When she stole the footage to have Uh a Nico student kind of tear that apart and break that down. That's, yeah, sure. That's one misgiving. I'm like shuddering with excitement just off Sandra. That's the one language language. he doesn't know. It's like, oh, God. So this particular tweet, it appeared towards the end of October of this year, and it has about 4,000 retweets at the time of us talking about it, and over 14,000 likes. Well, I'm just saying. Makes sense. A lot of people's undies were probably changed. Yep. After discovering this clip, and all the native French speakers and non-native French speakers were just like, I'm into all of it. Why Why don't we have Sandra O speaking in French at all? It's kind of like when I ask myself, why, where is Gina Torres speaking in Spanish? I don't know. It would be nice to see it. I'll blame the men. You know, I don't even know which men are to blame, but just men. Oh, just full stop. So now that I'm thinking about all these 10 people that they decide to add on to the cast, I'm not too dismissed with my notion from season two my prediction Mm. was that they would bring in someone to represent some sort of american agency and that gina torres would have been that individual oh you're back to your bullshit but i'm guessing they just sort of ran out of dollars because they had to spread it out across pa and the dame (laughs) and uh although to be sure these are all mostly right like british actors yes so they're cheaper i mean Yes. They are. It's problematic when they got to get those American actors in the scene, like a Gina Torres, because the scale is all that is different. And that's why we keep getting so many exports who are like, I could just stay on the BBC or I could also do a network drama in the U.S. because those checks are fat. Or like like we've been saying, a Netflix show, be like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and just get that hella big payday. Because I don't know what the BBC was paying Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I just know it was probably one twentieth <laughs> of what Amazon just threw in her fucking Not face. Enough. Not enough is for sure. All right. All right, now let's go into this lovely new travel ad from Sandra O. Oh. So here's ad in the middle. Mm. That hair. That hair. Oh, when you talk about how it starts and you're like filling out, like would you look at the locks? So here are some hair. things I do to help bring the world a little more Canada. Oh, oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, please. please. I insist. This, this is, is so Canadian. Looney Tuney. Ketchup chips. Ooh, ketchup Bag chips. milk. Traveling like a Canadian means you're a beacon of peace in turbulent situations. Girls, what's going on? It's my turn. No, she had her turn. May I? Girls, the mother's like, would you please? Would you please? It's the poutine. It's poutine. (laughs) It's poutine. Thank you. Don't thank me. Thank Canada. (laughs) Who was that lady? Who was that lady? And trying new things. Two Caesars. Ah, merci Benoit. Try this. It's a Canadian okay, classic. Okay, Sandra O oh, speaking French. Like, I was about to say Pentecost exactly. done, even though it's not relevant to this podcast, but still. Okay, so this is what Terrence was talking about. Namaste. Namaste. Okay, and we have learned this handshake. If you guys want to be down with the real shit, if you meet us in person ever, you better know this. 
automatic, so no automatic you're going, points. Whether you're Canadian or not, traveling like one can bring the world a little closer. Oh, I think you're my seat. Oh, Emma. Sorry. Sorry. Must be Canadian. Sorry. Oh, very Canadian. <laughs> so hilarious. And we said afterwards, we're like, I just want to buy an Air Canada ticket. And like, can I put in the notes? Did this because of Sandra O? Oh, like, does she get a bonus if I make those notations? I mean, just let us know how that all works because we're trying to highlight our ladies here. Exactly. Is this the second one? I think oh, it is. Yes. Oh, okay. That's like Sandra oh, O's there's Eve. My <laughs> oh, there's mine too. I've had mine for almost 40 years. Excuse me. Oh, no. What do I do? If I help her, I'll miss yes. my bag and yes, I'll have you to are. wait for her to circle around. Oh, and I'm also right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Canadian. Am I hearing Sandra O? Oh? Yes, I'm in your head. Looking fabulous as you. usual. Hello. Nope, over here. Clock sticking, Judy. Oh. Do the Canadian thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am with is the Hulk she arms. She said, I've been traveling for 14 years. Oh, she is this your bag? <laughs> you love to see it. Strong women. I love you, mom. <laughs> so those fucking ads are incredible. And Sandra O, I mean... I would just like to say that she's already inspired thousands to travel to Canada when they have, but they had no other plans prior just to be like, oh my God, are, are people as nice and wonderful as Sandra O? Oh? Definitely not all, but as long as that propaganda keeps up, who knows how many visitors they'll get to Canada. I'm sure tourism is going to be on the rise. You know what? Good for you, Canada, for figuring out one of your best fucking exports is Sandra O. Oh. I mean, it took you long enough, but you know, it's not right? I, I was, you know, she was on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> for a really long time. Y'all could have hooked a bitch up, house. Hope she's getting paid a lot and gets free flights for the rest of her life. Her and her family. Right. Everybody with the O last name who lives in Canada. Anyways, this was kind of, uh, we kind of touched on this a little for this next revelation, but it was the concept of, you know, folks losing the faith in Villeneuve in general. Yeah. And whether or not you believe there will be a kiss or schmang. So what is up with that? Because a double murder baptism together. What is going on? Like Terrence was just about to say. I mean, if you think about the escalation towards murder baptism, just because... This, the episode of the last episode of series two ended as abrupt as it did does not mean that when Raymond went down that there wasn't this euphoric uh, emoting that Jodie Comer was doing being so impressed and proud and excited mm -hmm. that her baby Sandra Oh decided to step out of her uh, her training pants and went look and sorry sorry every time I every time I think about that scene. And Villanelle's fucking face when she's watching Eve murder for the first time and how they're not in Alaska schmanging uh, 20 out of 24 hours. I get a little upset and Fuck emotional. The birds. I have a fat Fuck bird. The birds. I have a fat bird in like you. four months. Right. Like you're just walking down the street and this is New York City. So we see motherfucking rude ass pigeons all the time. And I stay cursing the pigeons because those were Italian pigeons. So they related distant cousins. And I go, you motherfuckers. And usually I feel like the birds give me the finger with their feathers because they're like bitch get the fuck out of here you know how New York pigeons do they got no oh um, yeah they, they got they no have, respect right. for anybody but I do I curse birds every time I see it I would say it's a 50-50 shot that I see a bird and think like what the fuck or really Villanelle you had to pull out that motherfucking Just... gun that little funny bitty ass gun you had to you couldn't do sleight of hand you couldn't slip it up your sleeve you couldn't do it you toss it oh I found this on the floor oh it's weird a gun inside the ruins that's strange no 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 the birds the birds startled you and you had to pull out your little gun <laughs> to shoot a bird never over it but yes continue ultimately yeah just looking for the way to get everyone back to center because you have to look at the footage i don't get how you can not think it's gonna happen think of how close they got in series one by the last episode they were 
on top of I thought you were going to say series another. two with the thigh, but right. we don't well, have well, to. No, no, no. But I'm talking well, so, escalation. Well, yeah. oh, so, so they yeah. laid alongside one another after, you know, the dinner scene with the, the let me help you get dressed in front of Do me in the kitchen while you cook. Right. <laughs> and then we get the laying on top of each other in the bed. And then after that and the stab and the angry issues with it. Yes. Do you still think about it? All the time. You all the time. We get that. And then we get, <laughs> then we get to I'm expensive. Will you give oh me everything God. that I want? And she says yes. I feel like Eve half got shot for breaking her promises. <laughs> Villanelle was like, this, this what you're doing is not everything I want. Like, that's that's not what I meant. It didn't involve you walking away and turning your back on me. Right, that's not what I wanted. That's not what, that's not what was in the fine print. Eve and Eve was like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck about fine print or, or rules, <laughs> regulations, common sense. That's not me. I'm Eve Plastry. There have been so many moments where they were together and needed to change their. Um, I, I keep wanting to use the term petticoat, but I can't. I have to think of another word to use. Yeah, what is here. wrong with you? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, it's like just flaming you. Like because I don't do it. when Vilna was invited into her Eve's undies. house, you don't have to say petticoats. Like, you can say her undies were okay. destroyed. Right. Well, they were. They were. Several occasions, especially with um, Villanelle coming into the house and it's daytime. And then they both leave the house and it's nighttime. Undies got destroyed in between those two moments. They just have. It's mm-hmm, just how it mm-hmm, works. Mm-hmm. That is just how it works, literally. And then, uh, of course, with the demise of Raymond, there was another pair of destroyed undies. <sighs> Look, Villanelle, I... I was about to say something really dirty, but I'll keep that perhaps when more rum enters my system. But no, she was done. I already told you Villanelle had an O. We've talked about the ability of these women to spontaneously combust into O's when they're in direct proximity of each other. We have the door. We have all kind of experiences. We know that Eve was a hot mess in all the ways in her own house when Villanelle was all up just there, just doing stuff with the knife. She was like, oh, girl, knife play. And especially after we saw what happened with Nico, we know, we know, we know that Sandra O oh ruined everything. And the only thing that saved her was the fact that she was already wet. The fact that she was drenched was the only thing that saved the obvious. But I would argue also that Villanelle already knew because that's what that cheeky smirk is at the end when she tries to flex. And Villanelle's like, girl, please. <laughs> Um, what are you what are you about to do besides melt into a puddle <laughs> of please? Um, when she was like, this. are you wearing it? She also knew. Oh, see, right. She because that's knew. why Eve got so upset because she was like, I hate you. First of all, you already know I'm wearing it. You already know to God damn it. You caught me. And um, yeah, I might have been having a whole ritual of things. And I probably was, you know, actually, no, I, I take that back. See, season one, me would have said that potentially if we would have left Eve alone, she would have gone back to her boudoir to rub one out Villanelle style after she did all that, drinking a wine and a dress. But after we see how she hops on knobs, remember what I said, that I don't think Eve knows how to masturbate. And certainly, hopefully, Villanelle can impart that lesson to her she in thought, season three. She thought she was teaching her how to do that. But unfortunately... Oh, I love the way you look at it. Hugo was in the room. That's right. I mean, she had no idea of knowing Hugo was in the right. damn room. So she was like, Ugh. I'm going to help you. And I was like... Oh, Eve, I'm going to need yes. you to up your work ethic for yourself. Right. Okay? Had you been in the single... No oh, more hands-free. you can get that footage from that conversation from Carolyn, because she has it, and then just sort of play it in your own personal time. I already believe that <laughs> Carolyn and Julia were listening to the fucking... <laughs> 
audio this alone is she? together laughing. This is her. <laughs> Think about how two vintage queers, older queers, would well, laugh right, at, at a baby queers, gay right. like Eve, a baby queer like Eve, and oh, just just an out of fucks to give queer like Villanelle, especially because we know Carolyn predicted this whole situation from season one. It was just like, oh, Eve was uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carolyn. Always stand, Carolyn. This is separate, and who knows how many people who listen to this show have watched Watchmen, but Carolyn, she's on that level of, like, Lady True. Oh, of, yes. like, probably nefarious women on TV that I don't care. I pledge my fealty. I stand my life. Can I follow you into battle? Because, damn. That's it. Like, I just feel like you're going to be able to bring me back if you need me. If you need me. <laughs> you don't need, like, listen, I'm okay with not even being here when you get what you mm-hmm. say you were getting. I mean, it's not for my benefit that I see your vision come to pass. Yeah, I know you yeah. got it. I know that you got it. So I just, I could at least be in the afterlife saying, you know, I, I was there when this was when this was happening and I knew that you were going to win. So. Exactly. So um, keep the faith, everyone who keeps Please trying keep to Please keep the fucking the faith, faith and keep the it. clown makeup on. We are with you. You're not alone. You're not alone. So you won't look ridiculous by your damn self. You'll look ridiculous with us if things don't go down the way we say. But also, I feel like at least 50%, 50% of things got to go down the way we say or close to what we say. I mean, look at our predictions thus far. We've been doing pretty well oh, yeah. since season one at trying to predict this motherfucking show to some degree. And thankfully, the writers have been incredible that you can't predict everything, but some stuff, some stuff, some basic plot points. Although we have I stuff. feel like they're watching how the buzz is going about. Okay, and wait, they're definitely. Sorry altering Sorry. things to make it hold so up. that's not so paint by numbers let me just say hold up hold up hold up oh, okay. hold up how do you remove the queer from a show that's trended because of how queer and subversive it is that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say the minute they try if they did and i said that's insanity i don't know why anyone would do it i don't know why some executive wouldn't just throw a horseshoe at someone's head to be like what are you doing put even villanelle back together that it would kill the fucking show it would kill the show in everybody's eyes the hats who are sometimes confused about how much queerness is happening and the queers who are like what the fuck i sign up for this shit if i if, if i'm not watching um, Villanelle and, and Eve Schmang. I should at least be watching Villanelle Schmang for the bitches. And sadly for us, last season, well, I wasn't sad about it because I wanted her to be like completely fixated on Eve, but that was a trade off is that we got Villanelle hooking up with nobody up until the gay cannibalism episode. And even then, Villanelle has not smooched a single hoe. And at least we got a smooch from that hoe to another hoe um, in season one. Remember? What are we doing? I know. <laughs> and so that was. That woman living her best life on vacay. And I'm just trying to see how messy Villanelle is in season three while she's trying to lie to herself about how she's cool with Eve. Now, we already saw cowboy Villanelle in the bar looking like a lone ranger turning for every black lock she sees. So, you guys, I mean, theories, you guys can send them in if you think. I personally feel like we will see Villanelle on some messy shit where she's trying to convince herself that she's all good, but she not, she not. And I suppose they could retcon that if they want to, but why would they? Why it's also facts. They? It's also facts. So you guys don't lose the faith is what we're saying. We're saying all the evidence up until now points to an eventual Villeneuve throwdown of all the kinds. And that doesn't necessarily mean these bitches will end up together or stay alive. Like when I say together, I mean like in Alaska, in a cabin. We still totally think that abject horror in terms of disaster, tragedy, and things will befall these ladies given how they live their lives. But yeah, we just want 
the stuff, the full rise, the full rise of dark Eve has to coincide with Eve finally looking at her loins and herself and saying, let me give you what you want, body, which is Villanelle, <laughs> Villanelle. Gosh, let 2020 be the year of following your dreams if you're Eve Pilastri. Right, just go down on your knees for Villanelle as it was oh, foretold. my God. Look. If you are one of the executive producers. Can she producers? be a sub for Villanelle? And you already know that I feel like Villanelle's a switch. I feel like like we've... It's, 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 and this goes back to my dark Eve, and I'm not going to get into it right now. I'm just going to say that Villanelle, she seems to give off this energy that even though she has huge top big strap energy, she also has the former. She has the opposite. She has the actual Villanelle on her knees. And I personally think that just like when Eve is like, could you sit down? And she's like, okay, <laughs> all right. And she's like, could you take your shoes off? And Villanelle's like, oh, okay, all right. And no one else in the show, not even Constantine, has been able to say a one line. And Villanelle's like, okay, I will yeah, obey. No. I will listen, kill Commander. So with that, I feel like, oh! See, I'm ready to get into my dark even. I need to stop, I need to stop, because I need to finish Revelations. I'm just going to say this. But think of how I'm delicious say this. this but is. But wait, but wait! Just think about what I was saying about Dark Eve showing up to Villanelle's place like how I want in episode five off the recording we were talking. Just think about that and think about the command she could give to Villanelle because she's real upset. That's it! Hold it! Hold it! Hold your thoughts! Hold your thoughts! Till the... You know what? Musings. <laughs> I, I'm gonna hold that. Hold that! Marinate on that! But yelling consistently because I'm this excited. I'm like getting hot. Like, look at my skin's hashtag. getting moist. I'm not, mm. I mean... What's the hashtag? What is it? I mean... What's the hashtag? The hashtag for 2020 is Eve on her knees for Villanelle. Oh, yes, but what yes. you just described might be Villanelle on, on her knees, knees for Eve. Eve. Yes, yes. See, yes. Either way, like we have all the angles covered, you guys. All the angles covered. Mind <laughs> you, if you're the executive producer of Killing Eve right now listening, you're going wonderful, wonderful. Everything's going so, so well. <laughs> I hope so for us, especially come season four. Shit. Give me my Thelma and Louise, but gay on the run if mm. I could just I just I just feel like I should have that eventually in life like if not from Killing Eve just like in the lexicon of fictional media I should have a gay Thelma Louise where is it oh. sorry 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 a gay Charlie Baltimore only because I just you freaked. fucking whore <laughs> so you're talking about Gina Davis I am and the fact that her name is Charlie Baltimore like a rapper yes. is ridiculous but you guys if you've not seen Long Kiss Goodnight um, during one of our Treat Gentleman yourself. Jack episodes, we were talking about Gina Davis came up and then like I watched it that night after or whatever the next day after we recorded. And my God, does it hold up? Uh-huh. The graphics hold up. Uh-huh. Special effects. Gina Davis Holds herself. Yes. The action and all them jokes, all those ridiculous jokes. And you remember I told you I was like, there's a joke I can't remember. And then and when you watched it, you sent half of the joke. Right. Like, where she was oh, like baby, only, four, only inches four inches for his dad. And he was like, you'll feel me. <laughs> Sorry. He had that real violent insult energy, but I just, I loved every moment of it. So if you've not seen it, if you've not treated yourself to Gina Davis as an assassin, which is basically like, like people like her setting the way, setting the path for villanelles oh, yeah. to come. Oh, yes. You must, you must. Check it out, por favor, because it is incredible. And it's on Netflix right now. So, I mean, at least half of y'all probably have access to someone's Netflix or just download it. Oh, wait, what? Did I say that? I, I didn't say, say that. that. I didn't hear that. Who said that? Not me. I mean, I mean, and if you can't really, really follow the plot, it's ultimately like Die Hard meets Total Recall ish. Oh yeah, I guess that works. Yeah, that fucking works. Where's my memory? <laughs> oh, I'm an assassin. Yes, <laughs> throwing chefs knives and do shit. that. Oh my, he's God. like chefs do not <laughs> impale fruit in the cabinet, babe. 
Uh, all right, guys. So on to our next revelation. And you had said this to me, or I think you, you tweeted about it a little while ago because you were annoyed. And it was that article about Villanelle overtaking Cersei Lannister as the most evil villain. It was, uh, I think, posted by Time Out London. I mean, Look at that deep exhale. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. tell, tell the world how okay. you feel about this. There's few characters I could think of that will create such a... a a bilious, I mean, and there are people who do ride for Cersei and she's had to go through and what she, you know, tried to take out with the strength that she could muster. Right. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, all those, I don't want to call those people idiots, but they do mostly all end up dead. But like when you think of the things she's done and the people she sort of seen um, get taken out of the paint, it, um, sometimes they're some of your favorites and it, it sucks. Sucks balls. And then you put someone like Villanelle, who's literally just trying to live her life. And she's just only taking out people who are trying to disrupt her version of status quo for herself. Um, people who are trying to steal her agency. She's literally just saying, you disrespect me and you cross the line. So I'm going to kill an apology out of you. That's all Villanelle's really doing when it comes to the people she's not really hired to kill. Because otherwise, mm -hmm. it's just a job. So she's not looking to do something to upset someone on purpose. That's not who she is. So I don't code her ultimately as evil. Uh, chaotic, yes. But more so, she's just trying to live her life. Right. I think um, I was just looking for this article. Well, guys, we've spent... Uh, Way too long looking for this article, and I blame Terrence. And they, I'm actually highly annoyed. So say, I'm about to get up again another drink for the past 50 minutes searching for an article that didn't exist. So why don't you explain why you were upset in the first place? And maybe that's why it was deleted. Maybe that's why it's scrubbed. Maybe that's why when we go to Time Out London, they're like, oh, this article from October 14th, we're now linking you to an article from September 5th that has nothing to say about Jody playing Villanelle and being the most evil TV villain. Like, on air. But you can't, right? But, like that is uh, you can't you can't do that. Like there's so many you'd have to ignore so many other women. Well, they said she overtook Cersei, and I'm like, but Villanelle hasn't mass murdered. Right. <laughs> when Villanelle puts poison into like a town's water supply and just kills all the people, or just sets a whole fucking church on fire just because she can, just for the lulls and not for the money, because that was Cersei for the lulls. So she was like for the entertainment of it, for the enjoyment of it, not because it need it, not because it's practical, not because I will achieve anything like that. We could make arguments for Cersei being quote unquote evil. Again, I don't think, you know, there's ever a person that's so polarized in one direction or another. There's shades to it. But I think mass murder like that should overtake petty murders, which is what Villanelle has, like petty murders. And also murders of employment, like murder for hire. And that's different than just being a wanton killing machine. Yes. So I had issue with the same reason you did. I was like, I don't know that Villanelle's evil. And certainly her behavior does not warrant her overtaking Cersei or like Norman Bates or any of these other villains that might exist. Because, well, no, it just doesn't fit. And if I if I was going to put Jody at the top or Villanelle at the top, it would be for most fun to watch, most right. charismatic most popular, right. but She's not creative. most evil. Right. right, most creative. Best assassin to fit in a suitcase while looking cute. You know, like she could win those awards, but I don't understand why she would overtake horrible ass Cersei, who is still responsible for Marjorie's death. And I don't, I'll never forgive her for that because not only did I love Queen Marjorie, 
um, I had my ship of her and Sansa that just died Aww. abruptly. It did. Well, so there goes your revelation that perhaps isn't a revelation at all because smoke. it's gone. It did. Well, hey, right. maybe you manifested that with your energy. Well, you know, it's a good thing we didn't do the episode in the moment because then anyone watching the episode listening later would be like, look, I tried to find that article you're talking about. It's giving me something completely different. Completely. I feel like you guys are making this up. <laughs> oh, this revelation here had to do with um, something we already briefly mentioned, which was the stand war that was happening. Hopefully it's done now. We've not been I on the Twitterverse. But between the Amelia Clark stands online. And the Jodie Comer stands and kids, I just have to say, y'all here got the Jodie fandom looking real, real ridiculous and suspect they because why the fuck is anybody arguing online about who is more attractive or has more range? Like, excuse me, they both have the range. They both look amazing. They both seem to be incredible humans in actual life. People you wouldn't mind having a drink with or hanging out with. So what is the drama? Terrence, can you explain why I, I the mean, kids are not all right online when it comes to this? I mean, because I'm guessing it's because the 2020 Emmys, you won't see um, right, Melia Clark right. in the running. Yo, yeah, but it's the, the same for Lena Headley who got played. I'm pretty sure she didn't receive a single Emmy during her run as Cersei Lannister. And she was incredible for many seasons. I mean, especially I keep thinking about that walk of... Shame. Shame. And that Shame. was ridiculous. Shame. I'm sorry. I don't know. It was. No, she, I mean, I'm extraordinary. sure that check was extraordinary. Also extraordinary. Ridiculous. Extraordinary. No, that's you. You are absolutely right that if there was a year I thought for sure she was going to catch her nom and win, it was that one. That did not happen. So that's unfortunate. And friends, listeners, whoever, don't be mad at your fellow entertainment lovers. Be mad at the men responsible right. for yes. writing that fuck shit. And then having the nerve to just be talking about it all willy-nilly. Like people weren't super invested into these characters. And and I know for me personally, if any Amelia fans are listening and they were upset about stuff. Like I've been a Danny fan the whole time. Like, <laughs> hello. She had dragons. She was violent. She was the breaker of chains. And there were certainly a lot of arguments that could be made about where Danny might have been wrong or is she turning up too much? I would argue she didn't turn up enough. Right, I was one of the people at the end that was like, burn it all down. You I heard didn't what care. your lady's maid said. She said. Lady's maid. Look well, at this what motherfucker. The, I, sorry. <laughs> what would you call... Um, Give me a second. Missande? Yes. What would you call... I mean, Her she's... wife? But that's just what I wanted. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. She was like... Hagel. She said, burn it all down. And, and, and she, uh, she said, Drake Harris. That's what she said. That's what I deserved. That's what I deserved. For her down. to burn Cersei down from Drogon's lips directly to avenge her girl, who's literally been with her since the beginning. Since so she initially was like, oh, excuse me, Drake Harris. Um, Drake Harris. And they're like, what's that? Oh, she speaks Valerian? <laughs> yeah, bitch, I speak Valerian. <laughs> Get burnt to the crisp. And that look Masande gave, look. I, I don't even know how many times. That's when I was still fucking with Tumblr and I reblogged that gift so many times. That look. It was just a look that Masande channels when she looks over and she's like, ooh, when she realizes Daenerys speaks Valerian. And um, that was straight misandry. If I could milk that look and then drink it, I drink it every day. So, yes, I understand it. I understand the stuff. And for me personally, as much as I loved the character of Daenerys and Amelia Clark, who's pretty awesome as an individual... I do not believe that what they gave her for Daenerys was warranting of 
an Emmy simply because that would not just be rewarding Amelia Clark's performance as Daenerys, which she deserves. It would be rewarding that horrible writing that the D&D dudes did. And quite frankly, there was nothing good there. I was looking forward for a team up. I wanted women to work together. And instead they were like, women hate each other. That Sansa and Arya, See? you're going to be mad. And I was like, oh, I thought bitches who just seen another bitch with a dragon would be like super impressed and just want to talk to her and like maybe hang out for a second. They're like, no, no, no. Women don't get along with theirs power struggles or whatever so none of what i wanted last season happened except for her killing people eventually for masande and i felt no empathy for the people of king's landing so it is what it is but i just want to say like um both women are talented immensely killing eve was a better written show in the season that it was up against for game of thrones and that is unfortunate for amelia clark but if you lovers and fans of amelia clark know and believe in her talent and her range guess what she going to be at the dance again. She will be back. And yep. ideally, hopefully, with a character written by a woman who is concerned with making sure this bitch story is full and properly attended to and taken care of for the entire course of whatever role that she ends up playing. It's what all women deserve, but especially it's what great women deserve. Okay. And we'll never not have what she gave us. And uh, I think also it was like re-stirred up with the whole Golden Globe shit because... Jodi was nominated, as she deserves, of course, but other people were not. And where that's concerned, I just got to tell y'all right now, I don't know about Terrence, but I already told him I'm not watching the Golden Globes. Oh, I'm just saying I'm not watching it. Like, there were so many people who were snubbed that I cared about their content that I just, I cannot no, right. be bothered. Right. It's... So it's all dudes and it's all pretty singular with an ethnic background. I was about to so... say, um, maybe <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm just saying like, there was a lot of people that were on my threshold. And you knew for the Emmys, one of my threshold people where I was like, they better get a nomination. That wasn't Jodie Comer, was Jarell Jerome of When They See Us. Extraordinarily talented young man. And he was completely just- Missing in action. And I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I saw Marriage Story reluctantly, and I don't really think it's that fantastic. But maybe I just don't understand <sighs> the head, Jones. Maybe I just don't know what the heads are doing. Maybe I just don't get how really women stick with men who don't deserve their time and stuff and treat them horribly and make them shrink and feel invisible. And then they have a fight where that person's really horrible to them. And then I can then relate, whatever. I honestly, I watched it as I can only sum it up as het drama. If you're going to give me het drama that I feel like has taught me something at the end, or I, I have grown in some sort of way, or I've thought to myself and pondered things, that's Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Incredibly well done. You know, I love that movie. And well, yeah, but I just, you know, whatever. So it is what it is. I won't be watching the Golden Globes. Maybe Terrence will. And he will let me know if and when Jodi wins her award. But I can't support the fuck shit. Like what Natalie Portman said. Wasn't it just last year where she was like, here are all the male nominees. That's where we are. So fuck it.